Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast, we are discussing Jessica Jones Season 3, Episode 9, a.k.a. I Did Something Today. Right after this. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. All right, spoiler alert, let's dive right into some Jessica Jones goodness. Some sweet, sweet Jessica Jones goodness. Uh, what'd you think, my man? This episode felt like they were giving us an entire 51 minutes to just process what the hell happened in the last, like, five minutes of episode eight. Yeah. We talked about it a lot yesterday, but the the entirety of that episode felt so much fun. It was pretty light for for what it was, being them chasing a serial killer. It was pretty light and fun, and they're just out there being good heroes, and then true consequences are visited upon their doorstep. And this is just fallout all over the place. Um in multiple ways, of course, like you said, tr- we're processing it, but so is Trish. And then Eric comes and joins them because he's, you know, uh, uh, starting it, to give a shit. It, well, he's starting to give a shit, but he's also broken up over the fact that he could have prevented this. Yes, exactly. He could have prevented this. This is his Spider-Man moment, I guess. Oh, this is his Uncle Ben, except it's Aunt Dorothy. <laughs> this is his Aunt Dorothy. Is it Dor? <laughs> yeah, Dorothy. Is that right? Yeah, it's Dorothy. Okay. In, in death, we have names. Uh, it, yeah, it's this is Aunt Dorothy story, but I, I, it looks if the end of this episode is any indication. Do, do you think? Do you think it was Eric that did the murdering of the cop? Well, I think we're led to believe that it is. Yeah, she definitely assumes that to some degree at the end. Yeah, because, well, like, we also, as the audience, are, are led to believe that it is Eric. Because, you know, they they went to go, uh, to go visit him to, you know, kind of work him into letting them into the, into the precinct. And Eric said that it's worse than it was before. Like he's yeah. still dirty and it's worse. Yeah, man. Are we, are we getting a, another super villain here? I mean, you know, I, I say that all of these characters, none of them are as simple as superhero or super villain, but are we getting another villain for her to face? And this one actually does have superpowers, but it's a superpower that, I mean, I, I wish we could like combine Eric. I wish we could move Eric over to the Punisher. Oh man. And let, let him, <laughs> let him point that weapon where he needs to point it, you know? Right. Just, just aim it a little bit. Yeah. Ugh. Not that the Punisher so far has had any problems. They won't allow him to. <laughs> um, okay. But th- there's some serious moral quandaries this episode. Yeah. I mean, this, this series is all about it. And especially the Netflix series in general are all about, you know, how far is too far? How much is too much? When is it enough? Like, what's, what's the, what line do you draw in the sand to say, this is what a hero is. This is the line we don't cross. Yeah. And Jessica pretty plainly says to, uh, to Trish in this episode, you know, if you kill him, you become the bad guy. Yeah. Which, you know, we, we haven't heard a lot of definitive hero speak in these shows. And that is, that is, that is gener- a generally accepted hero rule is you don't kill. 
Um, I don't necessarily always subscribe to that rule. Like in some cases, <laughs> I think the Batman should just go ahead and get over, get it over with, uh, and kill the Joker because right? b- like <sighs> so many things could have been prevented. Yeah. I, I, Barbara I, might still be able to walk. Like there's a lot that could have been prevented had Batman just killed Joker. I'm torn over it though, because obviously a vigilante, uh, making their own decisions that way without, you know, it's not a good, it's not a good, I guess if you're willing to face the consequences of your actions, go for it. (laughs) It's kind of how I feel. There it is. Matt just condoned murder. You know, if you, if you, if you're, if you're, if you're a hero and there's a villain that's this bad, who is clearly doing it, you've, you've already had him confess to your face. You may have to, uh, you may have to deal with consequences, but man, it's it it may have to happen, you know. Yeah, and that's that's really the the tough part because that's not just it's not just doing the deed; it's swallowing that heroic pride of you know I can stop this person without having to resort to that sort of thing. Mm. Oh, so you're you're saying it's sort of a pride that keeps them from killing. Yeah, well, they're, they're heroes, you know, the, the same reason that, that Trish wants that exposure, the way, the reason she had the photo shoot is because she's so proud that she's a hero, but nobody recognizes her. She, she's too prideful to just live in the shadows. Hmm. So that's that an interesting take pride, on it. It's an interesting take on it. That, that sounds like something the Punisher would say to Daredevil. So you're falling on that side of things. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, you know, the heroic pride is what keeps it's it's part of what keeps them in line it's that i'm better than you because i adhere to a code you know that's one way to look at it but it's also you know this code is what keeps me moral and that morality being i don't want to say shattered <laughs> but that that morality being possibly challenged by somebody needing to be put down is a really hard decision to make Absolutely. You have to drop that for a moment in order to save people. Not to mention the psychological damage it can do to you. Yeah. Um, to, to kill another human being. And make, as she said, if you kill him, you become the bad guy. And I think that's, I think that's the Batman thing is like, he doesn't want to kill the Joker because he'll become the bad guy in his mind. He, he sees the darkness within himself and, that's a thing that Jessica sees that Trish does not see. Trish does not think she has darkness. Yep. Trish believes herself to be a morally upright being with like some sort of super powerful knowing what's good and bad. And maybe she'll, you'd think after Dorothy's death, she would have a little bit of a, we still haven't really seen her have a breakdown about the fact that this is kind of her fault. Well, I mean, Malcolm did try to try to tell her, like, this isn't your fault. And she's like, no, I know. Right, exactly. Which is like straight up punched that possibility in the face. Like, no, it's not my fault. It's that son of a bitch's fault. He killed my mom, not me. Yeah, which at once is probably a healthy view to blame the person who actually did it. Like, that's fair. But it's also not very healthy. Might be a little bit of denial. Right. Well, she's just not having any self-analysis whatsoever. Yeah. She's not willing to look herself in the mirror and say, what role did I play in this? Yeah, that was the, uh, that was my, 
kind of initial reaction uh, uh, when seeing Dorothy's death was, you know, like they're gonna they're gonna blame themselves because they encouraged this guy. Like they just kept prodding. They poked the bear. You know, you keep poking the bear. Eventually, the bear is gonna fight back. But they thought that they had, you know, they thought they had outmaneuvered him. When really he was just getting them away from Dorothy long enough to do the thing. Yeah. And it's kind of their fault. Like, you shouldn't have gone on TV. All of that. But, I mean, even Jessica's been telling her for a long time that she shouldn't. I guess it's possible that her mother's death is not Trish's fault as much as it is... I don't it's know. It's kind of Jessica's fault. Yeah, because he didn't even know about Trish at that point. Yep. Uh, but they both, she did, Trish kept poking the bear. You know what I mean? Jess wanted to take her time and build a case, and Trish kept wanting to poke at him. Yep. And it led to this. Yeah, it's that, it's that hero pride of, you know, I'm a hero. I mean, she said earlier in the season, I'm unstoppable, and... I'll be damned if this wasn't something that just put her right on her ass. Well, that's the thing. It did it. I don't think it did. I don't think she's on her ass. I think she still believes she's sort of infallible and she's still ready to go in guns blazing instead of thinking her actions through. I thought that she said that she was done. She did. She did. Uh, I mean, we know that she's going to come back. Yeah. No, no, spoiler alert, I haven't seen the next episode, but it's called A.K.A. Hellcat. No, that's episode 11. Oh, is it? Okay, I just saw ahead. So we know she's coming back. There's no way this is the end of her. Um, I just, I, I guess not so much that she's definitely going battle back in, but I think it's clear that she's going to be, she's going to continue to believe in her own perfection to some degree, which is frustrating. Yeah, yeah, you, you kind of want her to take that that um, opposition, that strong opposition, and kind of assess herself. The same way, like I had this discussion earlier this morning, actually, um, at work, uh, discussing like what the best heroes, or I'm sorry, what the best uh, villain stories are. And, the, you know, there's there's usually like three outcomes for a superhero tale, you know, to stop the villain, what do you do? You go the easy route and kill them. You know, you've got the powers, kill them, put them down. You never have to worry about them again. You know, the only thing that you really have to worry about is the public eye, if it's public, and how your mental state is after it. The second thing that you could possibly do is to get them arrested. And that's, you know, what all of the heroes want to do. That's that's the the original goal is to get them arrested, let law do what the law does, due process, all that jazz. Right. The the third thing is to win them over to your side. And you know, that's what you see a lot in um in a lot of anime type things that are in a lot of uh, in a lot of kids stuff as well. A lot of kids uh, tales like Toy Story, you know the they win the 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 antagonist over to fight for the greater good or whatever or to join their team, regardless. And then like those were the three that were presented by my coworker, and I was like, but what about this this mythical door number four where the villain wins 
the logical or the um, the moral argument, and the hero has to take that on and grow because of it, and then keep that lesson with them forever. And I, I pointed out specifically Black Panther. Yeah, that's exactly what you reminded me of. Yep, and you know in that in that one, the villain is right. He's going about things the wrong way. He's at least but, right on certain certain right. parts of what he's saying is right. He's he's right about the moral standing of the whole thing of you know we need to we need to get out there and, and be part of the world. What he wants to do to be part of the world is maybe not the best way to go about it. But you know, T'Challa has to take that information in, take that growth in, and become a better person because of it. And we want to see that out of Trish. We want her to take this lesson. It's a hard lesson to have to learn, but we want her to take this lesson in of, I should be a little bit more humble and grow from that and become a better hero. Because I think that ultimately this will strengthen her. This will make her a better hero. We just, we have to watch her go through the, through the low point. Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, I, th- I, I don't know though. We don't have much, we don't have much show left. There's not much <laughs> runway. So that's the thing. Like, so if, she, if she's damaged by all of this, Will she turn and grow from that damage, or will it break her? That's the question. Because the the pride that she has, and her own the the like shrewdness that she has, that she is always right. The lack of practicality um, that she that Jess has in spades, and, and and the cynicism that Jess has that she is lacking, uh, all of that uh, kind of could easily turn her into a zealot some sort of evil force that really believes they're doing the right thing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's how you get, you know, the Holy Crusades or, you know, right. the, the religious zealots of like, this is, this is the Lord's will. Right. We're doing the Lord's work. Right. We're sure we're right. So we're going to do what we have to do. And, and, and by their metrics, they are right by whatever they think they believe they're they're right and so you gotta it's hard it's it's hard to argue with those people because they're they're playing on a different completely different field than you are yeah um so this is uh i worry i worry that i really worry where trish is going and and if jess just had to put like see her mother put down in front of her and if she has to fight trish now uh, she just said this episode, you know, if I had to make the choice between letting a murderer go free and letting you go free, I'll choose you every time. Yep. <sighs> I hate the idea that this could be leading to a showdown between them, but I, it could be. Very well could be. Uh, Malcolm was a real idiot this episode. <laughs> Why do you say that? <sighs> he could easily have given notice and made his stance clear to Jerry without giving that unedited footage to her. And he's the guy that uses all that, you know, surveillance footage and finds all these things out. I don't know why he didn't notice that her face was visible or at least check it for that. Yeah. That was, is there any way possible that you can see Trisha's face in this before I give it to Jerry? Yeah. And now as far as I'm concerned, Trish is probably going to be outed by Jerry, 
Yep. And now we're going to have to deal with the consequences of that. And then all the stuff Jess did this episode to protect her is, you know, useless. Yep. Real bummer. Yep. <clears throat> I, I feel, though, for Malcolm in that, you know, he he finally stood up for the right thing to the, the person that was the paragon of his path. And I'm really happy that he did that on like a, on a personal, you know, moral level. I'm glad that he did that. I'm really happy. But like you said, <laughs> he kind of screwed everybody else up in the process mm-hmm. or mostly just Trish. He screwed Trish up in the process without even meaning to, it wasn't his intent. We know that, but it was one of those oops moments where, uh, you know, now we got to deal with that. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> That's a bummer, man. I, I kind of feel like it's a little bit of a betrayal of his arc because his morals have been called into question as of late, but his skill as a... As an investigator? Yes. He should be better than this? The, yeah. And they've done everything to show us this season that he is a very skilled investigator and that he doesn't make the, these kinds of mistakes. Like he makes moral mistakes now because he's gotten that good. This isn't the kind of mistake I feel like he would make, but he did. So I've just got to learn to live with it, I guess. Yeah. It's going to, it's going to provide for some really great tension and drama between characters, right? Absolutely. I think that it will. Uh, well, I think that's about all for yeah. this episode, right? Anything else you wanted to talk about? Um, I just, I didn't want this for, for Dorothy. You know, she deserved better. Yeah. She definitely didn't deserve the torturous death that she got. And it's really, really honestly hard to think about. That was a really hard death to see. Yeah. It yeah. was rough. And God, they went, they talked it. They talked about it, rather. They talked about it, just stabbed her over and over again, tortured her. Like, oh, God. Support went out for Dorothy, everybody. Yeah, and in this episode, when they lifted the sheet to show Trish her dead body, they didn't show the body, as if to have respect. And the the, the audience didn't have to see it. But, like, we already saw it. <laughs> we right? saw it in its worst-case worst, worst case scenario moment. It was awful. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, let's anyway. end it on that down note. Yep. Sorry, guys. But uh, <laughs> we're going to leave My you fault. leave you down on that one. We are the Marvel Cinematic Givers Podcast. Hit us up on all the social medias at MCUcast. And uh, if you'd like to hear more from me, I have two other podcasts, the Star Trek Universe Podcast and the Orville Universe Podcast that will drop in the next couple days. And, uh, yeah. So check those things out. If you'd like to hear my music, I'm at Matthew Carroll on all of the music services. Peace. Until next time, true believers. 